my friends. Welcome to the Choir Director Corner Podcast. My name is Matt Walker. I am your host. Thanks so much for stopping by and joining me for today's episode. And as you can maybe hear in my voice, playing hurt today, fighting through a little head cold here. But as we often say, the show must go on. And this episode of the show, coming to you talking about Kahoot. Now, if you're unfamiliar with Kahoot, Kahoot is an online game-based learning platform. It's simply Kahoot, K-A-H-O-O-T dot com. And I've used this a number of times over my teaching and started to use it a little bit more this year and uh, creating different cahoots. And there are also a, a, a vast library of Kahoot games already created that you can get into and use. And we'll talk about that here in a little bit. But today's episode, 10 Reasons Why You Should Play Kahoot With Your Choir. All right, we're going to jump right in. Let's get into it. So reason number one is it's free. Now, there is a bit of a caveat with this, is that the free version offers two types of questions. You can do multiple choice and true or false. Now, they do have some paid subscription plans, and in those plans, those are the plans where they offer uh, a wider variety of types of questions. But I just use the free one currently. We'll see, maybe down the road. I might invest in uh, in one of the other plans, but I have found the multiple choice works really well. You can uh, embed images, you can embed audio, you can even embed video, and more specific, specifically, YouTube video into your questions. And so it's really uh, got a lot of features and options, even in just the free plan. So that's reason number one. Reason number two, it's very easy to use. Uh, you've got a wide variety of Kahoot games that have already been, been created, sort of in there. Uh, their online community. So you can go into a library and do a search or you can create your own and it's very easy to create your own. It walks you step by step through that process. And there's also on the Kahoot website are a lot of different uh, tutorials and walkthroughs as well. So very uh, self-intuitive but also lots of support to help you through that process so very easy to use reason number three when you play kahoot you're going to see increased student engagement as well as motivation and participation i can think of a couple specific students right off the bat where typically they came they come into uh to choir and they're pretty quiet they're pretty reserved. Um, I would certainly say more on the introverted side. And when we uh, recently pulled out a Kahoot, you can start to see them open up and you get to see more of their personality. And certainly there is some motivation because of that game-based 
play and a little bit of that collaborative uh, competition. Now, uh, currently in Kahoot, they're uh, just coming in and playing as individuals, but you can also do teams as well. And I won't get into that in today's conversation, but that is something that you can explore as well. But they're coming in and yes, that uh, very playful competition does motivate many of them and they're very much engaged and really participating. So you will see that uh, when you come in. Something about just playing games, right? often will increase that engagement. And this is one way to do that, you know, sort of that gamification type uh, teaching. So that's number three, increase student engagement, motivation, and participation. Reason number four, and then I think this is where the real magic happens, is you have the opportunity to build relationships through interaction. That's student-to-student interaction, but also student-to-teacher. So there's lots of opportunity uh, with each question in between questions to have some interaction back and forth and also some great teaching moments there as well. So I think that's something that people wouldn't necessarily think of when playing sort of an online quiz game, Um, but that is something where uh, it's really up to the teacher, but you can really make that uh, a huge benefit uh, of pl- playing Kahoot is that interaction in between uh, these questions and also, like I said, some teaching moments as well. For instance, you know, I have one of the Kahoots where it's solfege identification. And so if I see a question where you know, uh, uh, quite a bit of the class answered the question wrong, then I will stop and I will go back to the image or whatever it is that I provided in that question. You can click on that and bring that back up on the screen and sort of walk them through that question. So, you know, again, a great opportunity to uh, to do some additional teaching uh, amongst all the different questions in the Kahoot. So that is number Four. Number five, easy source of formative assessment. And, you know, if you're teaching public school, certainly, uh, oftentimes your school district, your administration, they're coming to you and they're asking you to do more documentation. They're going to ask you what forms of formative assessment are you using in your classroom? And Kahoot is such an easy way to do that. Um, Not only do a lot of teachers and administrators, they know what it is. So you can simply say, oh, I use Kahoot in my classroom. That's an open some doors to some greater conversations there. But as I'll talk about here in a second, it's also giving you some data that you can then present to your curriculum director or to your uh, administration and allowing you to document student progress if that's something that you uh, need in your teaching. Uh, But yes, a great easy source for formative assessment. So if you've got administrators or um, instructional teachers that are asking you about how you use assessment in your classroom, this is an easy way to do it. So that's number five, easy source for formative assessment. Number six, as I mentioned, this is also a source for student data and also student feedback. 
So with each of these questions, once all of your students answer it or once the timer uh, uh, runs out on that question and you can change that timer as far as how, uh, how long they have to answer that question, you will see the answers uh, and then the correct answer for that question. So the student is getting immediate feedback on how they did. But as I mentioned, with each of your cahoots that you play, there is a report that you can access. And so that is individual student, how uh, they answered. So how many questions did they answer correctly? But also you're going to see things like, what were the most challenging questions? So for instance, I, again, I just did one on uh, identifying notes with solfege. And uh, in, in the report that I got back, I got the four most challenging questions. So I could go in and look at what questions uh, students often missed. And then I can go back in a future rehearsal and I can review that material. So in that way, you know, not only can you use it to uh, maybe do a pre-assessment, you can use it to do a review on material that you've been working on, but that's one extra layer where you can do then additional instruction. So it's informing future instruction, informing future rehearsals by using that data. And like I said, you know, you can do a pre-assessment Kahoot, and then, you know, uh, on whatever content you are going to teach, and then maybe two weeks later, you give uh, a review or sort of a, a, a unit assessment, yeah, uh, on whatever it is, whatever concepts or material that you're teaching. And then you can compare the two, compare how they did on the pre-assessment. And then after you've completed the instruction, how did they do? And again, showing administrators or curriculum directors, well, here is my data, here's how, where they started, and here's where they ended. And uh, not only are you going to see some growth there, but that is great data for you uh, to use uh, in your professional development. So student data and then also student feedback. Students uh, appreciate that as well, having that immediate feedback. So that's number six. Number seven, increasing student achievement. And there are studies that have shown uh, the efficiency and uh, the usefulness uh, and the value of using Kahoot in academic learning and have documented that progress. And just like I mentioned, you will see it as well, doing a pre-assessment and then doing a follow-up Kahoot. And you can see uh, the progress across the board from the singers in your choir. So if you've got something where, uh, you know, a certain skill or a certain concept, as I mentioned, you know, I like to use the example of uh, using uh, soulfish to identify notes. And so we've been working on that skill, working on uh, identifying key signatures, finding then where do is on the musical staff, and then based on that, uh, being able to identify notes uh, in relation to do with their soulfish syllable. And so being able to use Kahoot to build those skills. And I'm seeing those skills growing. And so then that transfers over into our rehearsals when we're working on extra repertoires that they're picking things up more quickly, all because they were motivated to play one of these games on Kahoot, right? 
So increasing student achievement. You will definitely see that happening. Reason number eight, Kahoot is great as a sub plan. So if you have to be out for a day, it's easy to give your sub access to your Kahoot. They uh, project it onto a screen or project it onto a TV. And then your students with their devices, they see that on the screen and it just gives them a code is essentially what it gives them, a seven, eight digit code. And so it is online based. So you do need to have Wi-Fi access or it's best if you, uh, easiest if you have Wi-Fi access to do this. So they simply uh, go to kahoot.com, they enter the code, and they're in. So your students do not have to sign up for anything in this process. You just have to sign up for that free account, and then you can give your sub access to that. And very easy to get started. It's just a number of clicks, takes five minutes to get up and running, and even less for your students to get up and running and into the game. So yes, it works great uh, for when you have to be away from school, whether it's sick or professional development or whatever it is, great as a sub plan. So that's number eight. Number nine, it adds variety to your rehearsal. Oftentimes we're rehearsing and you know working towards uh, a performance and you know, things can sometimes get a little monotonous, especially here in the States right now where it's in the gray of winter, right? And so this offers the opportunity for a bit of a pattern interrupt. And so uh, giving them something different to do on a day. And again, it can be a useful review tool, not just, uh, not just all about fun, right? But you're using it uh, as a form of instruction. But it's something different from our everyday rehearsals. It's also something that you can use as a bit of reward. And so if your choir has been working really hard and have been really um, focused and productive in rehearsals, you can say, you know, on a Thursday, it's like, hey, we've had a really good week. Tomorrow, we're going to come and uh, we're going to play Kahoot right? So it can be sort of an incentive, uh, a form of reward for your class that doesn't involve food or something like that. Yeah. And again, it's totally, totally free reward and it's something that they will enjoy. So that's number nine, adding variety to your rehearsal. And finally, number 10, I've alluded to this in a number of ways, but it's fun. Who doesn't like to play games, right? And there's some fun music in the background, right? And again, the interaction uh, between uh, the singers in your choir. And so it is, it's really a lot of fun. And the best part about this is that your singers are learning and they don't even know it, right? (laughs) They don't even think about it. So again, you can be using Kahoot to work on the skills that you're normally working on building in rehearsal, but because it's a game, they don't even think about that piece of it. They just think about, oh, I'm playing a game and I'm just trying to get the correct answer and I'm trying to do it as quickly as possible so I can score more points. And so I can be uh, on the podium at the end of the game. It's like uh, the Olympics where it shows the top three scores. And then there's like a number four and a number five as well. So 
And there's fun graphics and animations. And so it really celebrates uh, the scores. And from question to question, uh, you'll have a leaderboard. And so it shows uh, students that are rising up the leaderboard with like an up arrow. Yeah. And also um, there's like a, a flame. And so if one student is really on a hot streak, yeah, that will appear by their name on the leaderboard as well. So there's lots of little fun things and graphics uh, that happen in the game that really just make it fun. And again, it's it's a wonderful thing. They're they're learning, but they don't even think about that piece. All they're thinking about is, oh, we're playing a game, right? So that is number ten. So let's review those really quick. Number one, it's free. Number two easy to use, very easy to use. You're like, oh, Matt, I am not a tech person. Do not worry. You do not need to be a tech person to get this up and running. And again, there's a lot of cahoots already made for you. Number three, increasing increasing student engagement, motivation, and participation, especially from those students that maybe you don't see a lot of interaction from in rehearsals. Number four, building relationships through interaction, student to student relationships and also student to teacher. Number five, it's easy source of formative assessment, whether you're doing a pre-assessment or whether you're doing a concept review or a unit review. Number six, student data and student feedback, immediate student feedback. Number seven, seven, (laughs) you will increase student achievement. Number eight, works great as a sub plan. Number nine, helps to add variety through rehearsal. And then number 10, it is fun. And your singers are going to learn and they're not even going to know even better. Now, as I mentioned, you don't have to start from scratch. There's a wide uh, variety of cahoots already created. And I have actually created a number of cahoots. And so there's uh, a couple on soulfish identification, uh, on identifying key signatures. Also, if you're listening to this podcast right before the Christmas holiday, there's a couple of fun ones that uh, are holiday themed as well. There's a name that tune. And so all of those uh, can be easily accessed. And so I'm going to put a link in the show notes. And then that is, uh, if you click on that link, that is going to get you to more information and uh, easy access to my cahoots. And so you can get in there, you can play them with your class, you can take a look at them. And as I mentioned, uh, if you see something that you want to tweak, you can make a copy and then uh, edit your own copy as you see fit. So make sure you check out the show notes for this podcast episode so that you can get access to uh, those free cahoots. And once you get in there, like I said, there's also uh, a very vast community library where you can search for different things as well. And I hope to add more cahoots as we uh, go through the school year as well. So make sure that you check back and I will periodically add some more for you to use with your choir. Well, my friends, that is it for today's episode. I hope today's episode has inspired you to give Kahoot a try with your choir. 
Before you go, make sure you subscribe to the podcast. And if you've been listening to the podcast, you've been enjoying it, if you would do me a favor and go to wherever you listen to your podcasts and give us a five-star rating and review. Because by doing that, you will help other choir directors to find the podcast and help me in my goal of serving as many choir directors as possible. Well, my friends, this is the last episode before Christmas. So I would like to take this opportunity to wish you and yours a Merry Christmas, a Happy Holidays, and I hope you're able to take some time over this winter break, spend time with family and friends, and also rest, relax, and recharge for 2023. Well, thanks so much for listening to this episode. Until next time, keep being awesome. Are you looking for resources that will save you time and frustration? Want to dive deeper into topics related to your teaching? Then check out the Choir Director Corner Community Membership over at choirdirectorcorner.com forward slash membership. Hey.